Today's episode is brought to you by Omaha Steaks. Go to omahasteaks.com and enter NHL into the search bar to order the perfect gift package for $99.99. You'll get 24 entrees like the world-famous bacon-wrapped filet mignon, chicken breast, sides, desserts, and so much more. When you use the code NHL, you'll get an additional eight Omaha Steaks burgers free with your order. That sounds really good. And Merry Christmas, everybody, and thank you for tuning in today's show. We have a lot on the discussion board. We're going to be talking about things that I am thankful for from the New Jersey Devils organization because I've been giving them a lot of slander the past couple days, but let's remain optimistic and let's talk about some of the good because it is Christmas time, so let's uh, keep the optimism high. And also, what are my opinions on the overall COVID outbreak in the NHL and how are they handling it? Well, we have a lot to discuss. Buckle up. You're Locked On Devils, your daily podcast on the New Jersey Devils, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hi, this is Bryce Salvador, and you're Locked On Devils with Trey Matthews. Alrighty now, what is up, New Jersey? Welcome back to the Locked On Devils podcast. You're on the Locked On Network. I'm your host, college hockey play-by-play announcer, and also Devils writer for Pucks and Pitchforks, Trey Matthews. Merry Christmas, everybody! What better way to spend your Christmas morning than to be listening to Locked On Devils? So before you uh, watch the basketball or football games that are going to be taking place later tonight, uh, you should be listening for some more Devils updates. Well, I don't have a Devils update for you in, in this episode. However, I'm going to be doing something interesting in the first segment, and then I'm going to be talking about the NHL in general towards the end of it. So uh, if you missed um, my last episode, I talked about the Jonathan Bernier situation. I talked about John Gillies. I talked about uh, Kira Schmidt and Nico Dawes because we got official word that uh, Jonathan Bernier is going to miss the remainder of the season due to him electing to get hip surgery. I think it is the right maneuver of action for Bernier to do if he wants to return fully healthy next year. However, uh, with Lindy Ruff saying that he is concerned with the uh, long-term health of his situation, then I don't know if that's a good sign. However, him getting surgery and it being a long off season, we'll see what happens. But for right now, the Devils have John Gillies as their backup, and I just don't think he's going to be that guy to help out Mackenzie Blackwood. I'm giving the guy a chance, and like I said, uh, I know he's a hungry hockey player looking for his opportunity because an opportunity was taken away from him. However, you know that can only take you so far, and you know once in a while, every blind squirrel finds a nut. So we'll see what happens. But uh, for today's episode, it's obviously Christmas time. Uh, when this episode goes live, December 25th, and around the holiday season, it's usually a time to be grateful, thankful, and just reminisce over good times because we are fast approaching a whole new year, 2022. So for this episode, I'm going to do something a little bit interesting. I'm going to just say what I'm thankful for uh, for the New Jersey Devils for this first segment uh, alone. So uh, what am I thankful for the Devils for? Well, you know, obviously I know we're in a dark place right now, but as you guys know, earlier this week I did a few pity party episodes and that was great and all I got to hash out all of my frustrations with uh, Neil from the Devil State of Mind podcast and also Jersey Joe. However, I want to focus more on things that actually did go right for the New Jersey Devils because, look, I know uh, it's always darkest before the dawn. I know there's always a light at the end of every long tunnel. Right now, we're in the middle of that tunnel. We're nowhere near exiting it. I know currently we're on a six-game losing streak. I know there's a pause in NHL action right now, but let's actually just talk 
about good times for the New Jersey Devils, at least from the past year or so. So let's uh, go back a little bit to last year, and let's talk about the overall improvement from Jack Hughes and Pavel Zaka. So uh, I, I always said that your apology to Pavel Zaka needs to be just as loud as your hate. I said it a lot during the course of last season because I felt like Zaka really stepped up his game. He was, you know, racking up the points. Obviously, he's not going to put up Connor McDavid numbers. He's not going to put up Jack Eichel numbers. He's not going to put up uh, Mitch Marner numbers. But at the same time, you know, Pavel Zaka is good for our organization. And right now, guys, would it be nice to have Connor McDavid-like player or a Jack Eichel-type uh, player uh, aside from the injuries and contracts or, you know, a Mitchell Marner-type player on our roster? Yes, it, it is. Uh, without a doubt, I would love to have a player of that kind of caliber on our roster. However, why don't we just be thankful for what we got? So, you know, Pavel Zaka, um, you know what? He, he is a mess and he, and he is a process and it's going to take a lot of time before uh, he ever gets to that level and I don't think he will. But at the same time, let's just respect his overall process and growth and development as a player. So for Pavel Zaka, that's what I'm grateful for. Growth and development and just trying to be the best player that he could potentially be for our organization. So look, he is a mess, but he He's our mess. So let's look at it that way. And now for Jack Hughes, sort of the same thing because his rookie year, he had one of the worst performing um, uh, rookie years for a first overall pick since Joe Thornton in the 90s. But now Jack Hughes has become uh, pretty much a staple point in the Devils organization, signed an eight-year deal. So uh, my, my thing for uh, Jack Hughes is that similar to Pavel Zaka, growth and development. However, I'm just looking for... Uh, his overall happiness and leadership because if you if you look on Twitter if you look on Instagram if you look at the behind the scenes Jack Hughes is always a positive guy I rarely see him like frowning or angry or frustrated but at the same time it, 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 there's just something about him that just screams happiness or just a good vibe around him so for for uh, Jack Hughes it's happiness and similar to Pavel Zaka growth and development now uh, let's go back to the draft uh, we got our guy Luke Hughes we got very lucky so there, there were rumors that uh, Luke Hughes could have potentially went first overall if we were talking about him, like I'd say in January, February, March, April, so around that time. It, it, was, it wasn't out of the ordinary that it could have been possible that Luke Hughes could have gone first overall and we were just hoping that maybe the Devils would select first overall and I said with us getting the fourth overall pick and you know Luke Hughes dealing with that foot injury and just dropping a couple spots maybe it'll work out for our benefit just because I've said it in a draft episode before but usually when you get the first or the second overall pick usually uh, you're kind of forced to get the consensus first or second overall pick the thing about drafting guys and a lot of people uh just miss this overall concept you're supposed to draft uh what works best for your system you usually don't draft the best player available so i said for the devils what we need is defense so you know try to get the best available defenseman don't try to get the best available players so theoretically you know uh, if we got the first overall pick we would have uh, selected owen power that's perfectly fine but at the same time it's just like and and this is the case for a lot of sports drafts usually when you get the first overall pick, when you get the second overall pick, usually you have to draft uh, the consensus first or second overall pick. Otherwise, you'll receive a lot of scrutiny. That's how jobs uh, get lost and, you know, this, that, and a third. So my, my thing for uh, the, the draft is, like, usually you want to be put in a, a, a decent spot where you, you have the freedom of range to just select the player that best works for your organization, not necessarily the best player. And for Luke Hughes, um, you know, I believe, he, um, was he the best player available? I don't know. We'll see what happens when everyone else's uh, careers pan out. Obviously, it's kind of hard to tell right now just because uh, all the Michigan guys elected to go back to college. So uh, Luke 
Syracuse is putting up good numbers right now at the University of Michigan. But uh, when we got the fourth overall pick, it's just like now we have the freedom to choose any player that we want. But at the same time, we could choose the player that, that will work best in our system. So I'm grateful that we got Luke Hughes at the pick that we got him for, which was fourth overall. So we had the freedom to choose him. Uh, like I said, we'll see how his career pans out. But uh, is it a little bit of nepotism? I guess you could say that. But at the same time, you know, if we were to draft Brant Clark, his brother Graham Clark plays in the Devils organization as well. So, you know, there's that. But obviously, uh, Luke Hughes, uh, he, he has a lot of upside. He has a lot of promise. But I'm grateful that we got our guy. And speaking of getting our guy, let's talk about getting Dougie Hamilton in free agency. So the thing about Dougie Hamilton was that he was one of the top free agents available. Obviously, there was a lot of rumors and circulation going around talking about where would Dougie Hamilton potentially go? Would he go back to the Carolina Hurricanes? Would he go to a different team? I did a silly season discussion, which by the way, I'll talk more about silly season in a few moments. But uh, for right now, I did a silly season uh, episode in regards to could Dougie Hamilton potentially join our organization? I said, break the bank for Dougie Hamilton. I want him here. And lo and behold, I was correct. So I'm grateful that Dougie Hamilton gives us that glue piece because that's something I was talking about a lot last season in terms of what the Devils need if they want to go to the next level of their rebuild. They need to go after someone who can just bring the team together and just find a star to rebuild around because I wasn't really ready to give the crown to Jack Hughes just yet because he was still trying to find himself as a player. He was uh, very slow to develop, but at the same time, he was starting to come into fruition a little bit last season. Unfortunately, he's not able to take it to the next level this year just because he had to deal with a shoulder injury. But I just said, find someone that we can uh, rebuild around, find that glue piece, just find that person who uh, is going to be our next superstar, the next guy we can rely on for a good while. Not a temporary piece, but someone who is young, up and coming, and can just fit well with our organization. And Dougie Hamilton, he has been that guy. 27 game appearances, 6 goals, 11 assists, uh, 17 points, at plus minus a negative 9. So here's, and he, he also has a lot of power play points, even though our team is not really good in the power play opportunity. So here's the thing about uh, Dougie Hamilton. It's just that, you know what, uh, I, I know the plus minus says negative 9, but let, let, let's uh, just put this in perspective. The Devils defense is just not really that good. So, and our overall execution is also very poor I don't know how many shorthanded goals we've given up but you know I'm just trying to paint a picture as to where the goals come from from the other team and just overall like let, let's not look at the plus minus in this case for Dougie Hamilton he's been really good I've been very satisfied with his style of play he's had his moments of just slowing up a little bit but uh, for right now where he's at currently uh, it, he's a little bit off the mark from uh, last season obviously this is a new team Carolina Hurricanes they were a playoff team last year we're not a playoff team so I, th I think he's heading in the right direction in terms of just trying to make a name for himself in the NHL he's been a finalist for the Norris Trophy for the past couple of years uh, it's only a matter of time before he actually wins the award I think he could potentially win it because we have him for what like seven more years and speaking of Dougie Hamilton I talked about this a little bit but but uh, silly season, I am very thankful for my silly season discussions over the summer because you guys ate that that series up. You loved it when I did silly season discussions, whether it was uh, could we attain this player in a trade, like uh, like I did a few trade scenarios, like for Jack Eichel, even Connor McDavid, and I knew that wasn't going to happen. I did a few silly season predictions that did end up coming uh, true. So uh, obviously, I talked about the Dougie Hamilton one, and I, I just talked about you know could PK Subban potentially be 
picked up by the Seattle Kraken in the expansion draft. I did crossovers with my fellow Locked On Devils colleagues and just talked about like, you know, hey, I want this player off your team. What's it going to take? So like I talked to Jessica of Locked On Flames. I said I wanted Matthew Kachuk. I talked to Erica Ayala of Locked On Kraken. I said, okay, look, here are my players that I'm going to protect in this year's expansion draft. I talked to uh, Michael of Locked On Leafs and I talked about the Devils potentially getting Morgan Riley uh, off their hands because, you know, I know the Maple Leafs kind of have a little bit of a cap space issue because they have to, you know, pay Matthews, they have to pay Marner, they got to pay all those guys. But uh, overall, it's just like, you know, uh, you guys loved that series. No matter how ridiculous of a trade offer I threw, no matter how ridiculous it may have sounded, I always said at the end of the episode, it's silly season. It's meant to be fun. It could it happen. It could very well happen. But at the same time, you know, let's just have some fun with it. And I said, like, maybe the devil should stay away from Rasmus Ristolainen. And because uh, I just felt as though like his uh, production just wasn't up to par for what the Devils are looking for. And I wasn't willing to sacrifice anybody on our team t- in order to obtain him. And then uh, the the Flyers were willing to give up a first round pick uh, to for his services. And I just said that made no sense. So overall, I think one of the most things that I'm grateful for is this. I think this is what kind of put my show on the map uh, in terms of just getting a more consistent listenership was just doing silly season discussions and just talking about my overall predictions. Because like I said, that, that was obviously a fan favorite over the summer. I loved interacting with you guys in terms of just like, hey, I agree with what you said, or no, I don't agree with what you said, because the Jack Eichel one, I think, was one of my most popular discussions, just because, you know, a lot of you were headstrong about your opinions about trying to get the services of Eichel. Some of you agreed with me, some of you disagreed with me, because I personally said, I don't think we should go after Jack Eichel, especially with what the Buffalo Sabres are asking for, because they're certainly going to ask for, like, a player of Jack Hughes's caliber. They're not going to ask for, like, just Miles Wood as the the trade centerpiece. They're going to say, we want an established player for the services of Eichel. So, uh, like I said, I'm thankful for Silly Season. I'm thankful for all my fans, just uh, whether you're home or, or abroad. I, I, I love that you constantly listen to the show. It's constantly in the Apple podcast charts consistently, whether it's in the top 50, the top 100, the top 250. Uh, it My uh, show is somewhere in terms of most listened to show in the United States for the category of hockey. It's always somewhere, and I could not be any more grateful. So I think uh, to cap this segment off, I, I think I'm just most grateful for the growing and outpour of support that I constantly get from you guys in terms of your listenership because it's not just on this show, but also on the social media page. I, I got word week in and week out uh, during the course of the summer that my show was one of the most uh, gained in terms of followers on the social media site. So I greatly appreciate your guys' support. Despite the Devils not playing in the playoffs, despite the Devils not having a game in a while, you guys listen to my silly season discussions. You uh, listen to my predictions. You listen to uh, my overall opinions on moves that the Devils made. And you were very patient with me when I had to go on vacation at the end of July and I wasn't able to just talk about the Jonathan Bernier uh, signing. I wasn't able to talk about the big one, the Dougie Hamilton signing, because I was I was away for a week. But you guys still loved it when I brought in like Robert Lincoln Jr., Alex Chavonsi, Dan Rice, Neil from Devil's State of Mind, and also uh, Chris Wessel, just because you guys uh, just wanted to hear Devil's Hockey in general. I brought all five of those guys to just basically have a Devil's discussion, and it's what drew me inspiration to have the Devil's Pity Party uh, just uh, a few episodes ago, and just, you know, we, we talked about some of the good, but let's talk about the bad, so I'm just thankful for you guys, and I want to make it up to you, so I'm going to give you an offer that you cannot refuse. You guys need to go and get yourselves a built bar so 
uh, the holiday season, grab the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar, or even better than a candy bar, a built bar filled with so much holiday goodness. You get the best of both worlds, delicious and healthy. So many flavors, you'll have a hard time choosing. Will you go for the raspberry or mint brownie, cherry or double chocolate, cookies and cream or peanut butter brownie? Built Bar gives you that extra fuel you need to burst down those mall doors and battle all the holiday shoppers. Or if you're just standing in endless shopping lines, Built Bars can give you that extra something to keep you going. Built Bars are just so good and uh, a lot of people are just passionate about it because they love their favorite flavor. So I wouldn't uh, bring it up at a family gathering, especially since it's the time for Holly, Jolly, and Turkey. So dip your Built Bar into a piping hot cup of cocoa while you're at it because that's my little holiday secret. Let it melt a little, give your beverage a little bit of that Built Bar flavor. Plus you'll have a nice melty Built Bar to go with it. You might wanna make sure that you have a couple napkins on hand, just an FYI. Like some of those marshmallow flavor treats around the holidays you need to get your hands on built bar puffs they're light fluffy and marshmallow through and through different flavors all covered in chocolate taste so good you won't even believe they're filled with protein the offer is go to built.com use the promo code lock 15 you'll get 15% off your order again use the promo code lock 15 uh, for 15% off at built.com and now the second live read comes from our friends from Stat Heroes. So, no one plays daily fantasy sports to lose. Winning feels so much better, but traditional fantasy sports are a long term losing proposition because you never know who or what you're going to go up against. Stat Heroes, the first of its kind daily fantasy sports platform where it's you versus the house in a head to head fantasy matchup, winner take all. And here's the crazy part Stat Heroes shows you their lineup before you play and you handpick the team you want to face one on one. This never before seen innovation of fantasy sports and sports betting hybrid has Stat Hero players clocking odds that are over four times better. Why? Because you don't have to compete against thousands of experts or unknowns. Stat Hero puts you in control of your fate. With Stat Hero, you are in control of the stakes. You decide how much you're going to play for, and Stat Hero has no choice but to take it because you're they're daring you to beat them. Stat Hero head to head is what daily fantasy should be. One on one. Sign up for free right now at stathero.com/hockey and use the promo code hockey for a 100% deposit match. That's stathero.com/hockey. Use promo code hockey for a 100% match. Stat hero.com hockey uh, promo code is hockey as well terms and conditions apply so let's talk about uh, just some happenings going around the NHL currently because we got word that the NHL is actually going to delay games on December 27th that was their intent to come back and play however they decided to just uh, give one more date push and I think they're going to discuss on uh, Saturday of what's going to happen. So uh, tomorrow, when this when this episode goes live, that's when they're going to uh, just discuss uh, what, what's uh, potentially going to happen. When are they going to return to play? And uh, they just uh, made it official that they are going to cancel uh, the plan of NHL players going over to Beijing to partake in the Winter Olympics because that time period, because they were going to give NHL players a two-week break for uh, that time period. Unfortunately, they're going to use that uh, to make up any games that were postponed. Obviously, all the NHL was postponed the last couple of days, so uh, that's what that time slate is going to be used for. That's very frustrating, and, you know, I was really excited for the NHL uh, going back to the Winter Olympics and, and participating in it. Unfortunately, uh, it's just not meant to be. I remember talking at the beginning of the year, like, could it be possible that we see a couple of Devils players uh, go over to Beijing to represent the Olympics? I said my best bet was going to be like Dougie Hamilton 
as he was going to represent uh, Canada. I said maybe uh, Jack Hughes will have a bone thrown at him. Maybe he'll represent Team USA. Or uh, I, I said that uh, Igor Sharangovic would represent Belarus. And then you got Yanni Kwokinen, uh representing Finland. But uh, unfortunately, those talks just go out the door. And it's a little frustrating. But uh, if you guys remember from a couple episodes ago, I talked to Erica Ayala. She says she's still going over to uh, Beijing uh, during that time period because uh, they're going to still be hosting events. Unfortunately, uh, no NHL players will be in attendance for uh, the Winter Olympics. So just just to uh, throw that out there, and I'm glad they're, they're not going to cancel the Olympics as well, despite there being a little bit of an outbreak of COVID-19. So speaking of COVID-19, according to Frank Saravelli, he tweeted this out a few days ago. He said, NHL COVID-19 at holiday pause as of December 22nd, 3 p.m. Eastern time, 140 players reported active in protocol, 19% of rosters, nine added in 24 hours, 26 of 32 teams with at least one player in protocol, Protocol, six head coaches in protocol, 50 games postponed, 45 in the last nine days, zero tests scheduled until December 26th. Okay, so there's obviously a lot to digest. Look, I get it, uh, especially coming from uh, a team that unfortunately has dealt with a little bit of a COVID outbreak uh, during the course of last season. Obviously, we had to deal with it a little bit this year. We had a couple of players go onto the protocol list. We had someone like P.K. Subban uh, get added to it for precautionary reasons. So I know it's a little frustrating, and I know, uh, you know it, it just sucks that to have, uh, once again, a postponement of the season, even if it is for a few days. Look, the, the season is not going to get canceled, guys. It's not going to get uh, postponed any more than it's already been postponed because when you cancel those games, it affects next year because do you want to end up like the MLB where we're in a lockout and basically uh, we're in jeopardy of playing a season at all? So here's the thing. Like, like I said, uh, if you cancel a season, if you suspend a season for any great extent, it does affect ne- next year. That's why uh, the NHL decided to have uh, sponsorships on the helmets. That's why last year you saw the Devils with the Prudential uh, ad on their helmets because I think the Devils were one of the first few teams to actually uh, take the NHL up on that. And then you saw why the divisions last year were uh, sponsored. So like the Mass Mutual East Division or the Discover Central Division, things that, things like that, just because the NHL was just trying to make some sort of money because they had lost a lot of money due to the COVID bubble. They lost a lot of money due to uh, not having fans in attendance. And they lost a lot of money because some of their uh, regularly scheduled uh, t- uh, games weren't aired on on television. So, um, you know, there's definitely a lot of factors that come into play. And I know it's a little frustrating and we're kind of dealing with it. It seems like we're going backwards, but rest assured, we're going to finish the rest of the season and we are definitely going to crown a champion. Hopefully it's not the Tampa Bay Lightning once again. Highly doubt they'll win it again this year. But you know what? I I, I always say do not doubt a champion. So um, I'm going to give my overall opinions on the matter in a moment. But first, I want you guys to go to betonline.ag because BetOnline has recovered this holiday season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before as football season continues to march its way through the college bowl season and pro football as well. BetOnline remains your number one spot for all the sports action this season. Head to our website or use your mobile device to sign up now and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code LOCKDOWN to receive your bonus from basketball, football, NHL, boxing, and UFC right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Well, uh, we are fast approaching 2022, so you might want to get on that quickly. BetOnline is the fastest, easy way to bet on all your favorite sports, so don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available. BetOnline, where the game starts. Please remember to gamble responsibly and visit our friends at Locked On Bets for all your betting needs there as well. 
Now, how should the NHL handle their little bit of an outbreak? Because it's not just happening in the NHL, it's also happening in the NBA. The NFL also faced something very similar, and because of the pandemic, it's one of the reasons why the MLB is currently in a lockout. So, uh, how should the NHL handle it? And this might not be the most popular opinion, but it is my personal opinion. I'm entitled to it. I'm not trying to be insensitive. I'm not trying to say to hell with COVID. This is just my opinion. They need to take the route of the NFL and just stop uh, testing vaccinated asymptomatic players. Because let's face it, guys, you can't get rid of the virus. You, you just can't. It's impossible. You cannot get rid of a virus. And, you know, I know a lot of athletes are also getting very frustrated about uh, the handling of how their respective leagues are going through with this because uh, NBA superstar LeBron James literally just posted on his Instagram uh, the Spider-Man pointing uh, meme of, you know, the cold, flu, and COVID because uh, LeBron's had to face it uh, himself and he was able to get out of protocol just because it, it was a false positive test. So that's another thing. How many of these tests are false positive? And why are we testing asymptomatic players who are vaccinated? Because the NHL is almost 100% vaccinated due to a lot of uh, the restrictions that apply in Canada. It's one of the reasons why I said Mackenzie Blackwood, whether he agrees with it or not, he's going to have to get vaccinated. Otherwise, he won't be allowed to play in Canada. He won't be allowed to play in California. He won't be allowed to play in New York or places of that nature because they're very strict about their COVID procedures. But for the NHL, stop testing vaccinated asymptomatic players. You cannot get rid of the virus. It's just not going to happen. You got to push through with it. The the commissioner of the NBA, uh, Adam Silver, he said that there were no talks of, you know, stalling the season. There were no talks of canceling the season just because he said, we got to push through this. And we're having a little bit of outbreak right now, but we will handle it and we will push through it because that's how we're going to get through it. And I agree with him 100%. However, uh, my message to the NHL, my message to the NBA, you, you got to stop testing vaccinated players, in my opinion, because you know like you wouldn't do this for the flu and I get COVID has proven to be a little bit more deadly than the flu but you know at the same time it's just like you you can't stop a virus you can't like get a 100% healthy person like all the time and, and how long are you going to keep this up you can't keep this up for I don't even think you can keep this up until next season I don't think you you certainly cannot keep this up for five more years so my message to those leagues is how long are you going to keep going with these procedures how long are you going to just be telling your star players that they cannot play due to the fact that you know they're asymptomatic they're vaccinated and um but they were in close proximity with someone who tested positive for it like they need to take the route of the nfl is it a cash grab sure but at the same time you know you know do you want your star player out do you want uh, to enter a lockout like the mlb like you, you know some tough decisions are going to have to be made we're already seeing uh some teams in canada i think the montreal canadians have said they're only going to open up their capacity to 50 percent. the prudential center for the new jersey devils they said uh from here on out uh all uh fans regardless of their vaccination status have to be masked and uh, you know, if you want to take those kind of procedures, fine, go ahead. You know, that's just going to hurt your re revenue, in my opinion. But if you want to stop seeing your, your star players head to the benches or head back home or just keep, uh, you know, messing up your system, you need to stop testing vaccinated players, in my opinion, who are asymptomatic. If they're showing symptoms, 100%, you should test them just to make sure. But like, seriously, how are we going to get through this? How are we going to move on from this? How are we going to live in society once again? Because I'm tired of living in society of fear, quite honestly, okay? 
And, and like I said, this isn't the most popular opinion, but it's my personal opinion. And I'm not trying to be insensitive. I'm just uh, speaking on my behalf. I'm speaking on nobody. So not trying to offend anyone, not trying to just, you know, sound like a hard ass or anything. I'm just saying my opinion. And that that's the bottom line. I feel as though if we want to see some sort of success, if we want to uh, keep pushing through this, if we want to, uh, you know, get, get through this, like Adam Silver, the commissioner of the NBA is saying, then we need to stop testing vaccinated asymptomatic players. Because quite honestly, guys, um, you know, I know there's no NHL games going uh, on at this time, so I'm going to use the NBA as an example once again. You know, the, some of the star players won't be playing on the biggest day, Christmas Day. So how long can you keep this up? Can you keep this up for next year? I don't think so. Can you keep this up for five more years? Definitely, probably not. So that, that's just my message to the league. Take the NFL route, okay? You, you might get some scrutiny for it. But at the same time, you know, I'm not going to ask you if you got your polio shot. I'm not going to ask you if you got your mumps shot. Uh, you know, so if, if the NHL is like almost 100% vaccinated and players are asymptomatic, I don't think there's any reason to test them. Quite honestly, that's my opinion. Like, I'm not going to get tested unless I'm showing symptoms. I'm not going to go to the doctor's office unless I'm not feeling well. So I'm just saying uh, on behalf of that. So let me know what you guys think. Once again, Merry Christmas. Spend time with your families. Happy holidays to everyone who celebrates. And uh, that's all time I have for you guys. So get back to opening gifts from Santa. Get back to your families and continue to stay safe. Have a wonderful day, New Jersey. Go Devils. And I will catch you guys in the next episode. Thanks for listening and Merry Christmas once again, everybody.